When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Tuesday. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Connor Clark in today. We are loaded up. Plenty of spring game thoughts. We'll hear from the mayor, Coach Hoiberg, on his new hire, Adam Howard. And uh, Mitch Sherman to talk all things Royals and Huskers. You can join us, 466-3776, 466-37-76 or 800-825-5865. If you're outside the Lincoln area, you're hearing us in Columbus or in central Nebraska or just streaming us wherever, give us a shout. Happy to talk with you. You can email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com and find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio, Chris Schmidt. That's me, Connor Clark. It's an involved Twitter handle, but it is absolutely worth it. At C underscore Clark underscore 27. So uh, just word of the wise, Friday we are doing a road show. We're at the Single Barrel Inside the Graduate. Incredible steaks, incredible whiskey, bourbon, beer, appetizers, pork chop that that may fight you, but you'll love it. Uh, What I mean by fight, it's that big. Right, you're square enough in the ring against somebody or something your own size. Uh, get the, uh, the 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 cutting board. Uh, it is phenomenal. I can only say it enough. You got to go see it for yourself. Come see us four to six Friday, and then get a little breakfast in you. Maybe a bloody buddy if you're a bloody Mary fan uh, or a red beer. That's quite permittable. Uh, we are on nine thirty to eleven thirty Saturday ahead of the spring game. Connor, your level of excitement, my friend, for Saturday's kickoff. I'm not asking specifically about spending 9.30 to 11.30 with me. Well, that'll uh, be the best part. <laughs> liar. <laughs> but you have the 1 o'clock kick. It'll be on BTN. Let us set our watches in and out in two hours, you hope. But it just doesn't seem to have as, as much juice. And I get it. Now, last year... You had, what was the number here? About 36,000. And you had to wear a stupid mask. Not knocking mask wearing, because, listen, the people with lots of degrees told us to do so. So you you comply. But that put a little hindrance on it. I think the weather's going to be decent. Mid-60s. And I remember the, the worst weathered spring game I went to this is actually before I moved to South Dakota. It was in 02. It was right after the national title game. Oh, dear God, there's no Eric Crouch. Let's see how this Jamal Lord dude looks like. And Jamal Lord, very underrated. A lot of fun to, to watch him play. 
But, you know, it was a really tough 0-2 year. I was in South Dakota, kept my eye on Nebraska football, but 7-7. Seven and seven. You'd probably, uh, you know, offer a body part to go 7-7 seven and seven and go to a bowl game right now as a Nebraska fan. Some of you maybe. That's okay. But long and short, I, I went to that spring game with my dad, and it was raining, and it was like, eh, kind of ho-hum. I mean, you're on the heels of a disappointing season. You're absolutely on the heels of a disappointing season last year at 3-9. and nine. But there's got to be some intrigue, Connor, with the, the new quarterback, with the new running back, with the thought this offensive line's going to be better and different. It's just a spring game, but you might get a C. Offensive linemen actually moving defensive linemen. Physical run game. So there's some intrigue. For, we got to go. I mean, it's not quite at gunpoint, but it's part of the job. It's all good. And it is a chance to reconnect with other Husker fans and go hang out. The biggest thing Saturday is the showcase and the recruitment side of it. That's that's the biggest reason to kind of go show out and put on the the experience side of things for folks thinking about coming here that, that could help on Saturdays. But what do you say uh, from an attendance standpoint? Uh, right now, what, 46, just shy of 50,000 seats are sold. And if they don't hit 85 or 80, I get it. Right now, Nebraska fans want to – want to see proof on the field and that'll come in Dublin that'll come in the first four games uh, ending with Oklahoma before you get into a second Big Ten matchup so I get the uh, halfway in halfway out lukewarm type take are you gonna go yes I will be there okay Uh, are you going as a fan are you going as a sports dude or are you just going to, to hang out with some buddies? Well, I'm I'm is going a, as a fan. Is an outing for you? <laughs> sure, you could you could say that, but I think I'm excited for it in I think two different ways. One is putting the media member analyst hat on, saying, "Okay," and you just mentioned it: new quarterback, new offensive coaching staff, new How do they look? How's it going to be? How much different is it going to be? Now, the spring game can only tell you so much. Obviously, yeah, you learn still, minimal this yeah. way. And it's very far away from, from August, but it's exciting. It's sort of the, the turn into spring and nicer weather, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, it's supposed to be, as you said, men- as you mentioned, decent on Saturday. Um, and then I'm just excited to go as, as a fan, and it, it's, a good, it's a good opportunity, especially for college students, just to get out. You're able to get into the stadium. It's a social event, and... I think one of the one of the reasons why I'm excited and why I like football here so much too is something that happened last night. I was watching the national championship game with my friends, and one of them said, "Man, I really wish we were this good at sports because they kept showing the panoramic cameras of like the Dean Dome, which is filled with students, mm-hmm. and Fog Allen just filled us, and they're all going nuts." So I guess there's like sort of that aspect there just you get a bunch of people into an arena and say go Huskers obviously there hasn't been the the standard there in the past couple of years but I don't know it's always exciting it's a, it's a changing of seasons too um and there's new pieces you get to see what they're they're about and it's 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 better than nothing <laughs> to, oh, yeah. to, to go blunt here because this is this is going to be your snapshot you can see the really well done two-minute videos of 
a receiver making a play, of Omar making a play, of a nice throw happening, of a, uh, a, a great play defensively made by a, a Garrett Nelson. You see little snip up, snippets, but that, that's been your foray into what spring has been. And you have some post-game, post-practice interviews. You have some thoughts from Frost. You hear from, from Donnie Raiola. You, you get caught up with Mickey Joseph. Bill Bush is talking about special teams. All that's there, and it's great. But you see the work that's been put in on display. Probably not to the level of, of maybe the first two scrimmages that were closed. But the thing that is, is good, and it's not good for the defense, but it's good for the team, is that you've had some back and forth. You've had some some moments where the defense has been all right, but the offense really looks better. And the back and forth is necessary. It's good. That's when you have good football teams. And the Whipple offense, people are raving about it, right, from, from Palmer to it being a selling point for Casey Thompson to Scott Frost, gloves off, right? Whipple, go do your thing, and you got to – a grizzled vet doing his thing, running this offense, trying to get it all together between the, the running back and the and the offensive line coach, being on the same page with the run game, simplifying things, and just get back down to basics, throwback, see dude, hit dude, move dude. Uh, it's second and four, good. Well, let's call another run play. Let's do a play action. So all those things are, are there. So – You've got the offensive line component for Saturday. You have the quarterback and the new faces. You have Tommy Hill and Trey Palmer. Uh, and, of course, uh, you have Anthony Grant. Those are three new faces you want to see do well. But you also have the, you know, JoJo Doman's going to get drafted here in about 25 days. And JoJo Doman's going to, you know, have a really good pro career. We're big JoJo guys. His role on the defense has been a luxury. And you got two guys that, depending on who they're matching up against, are going to be rotating in at that spot. You've got Gifford and Kolovarik. I used to say his name perfectly. Now you think about it, Kolovarik. There we go. We're just going to go with with, uh, the Northern Iowa dude (laughs) so I don't continue to embarrass myself. But both those guys are, I mean, they're they're vying for, for time. Right, and you've got uh, Kolovarik putting weight on and and using his athleticism. All right, you can play inside, but we, we're really in need. We being Nebraska of of that hybrid spot. So against some some maybe more of the brute force teams, he might be the the fit at that nickel or that JoJo role. If you're looking at at Gifford, I mean, he's such a fine tuned athlete, and looking at his brother with what he's done in the NFL. I mean, you've got a guy in Gifford that's uh, another hybrid when you put weight on and, and you have that athleticism. So both those guys will be under the microscope just to touch, just to see how it's gone for them. New role, not unfamiliar role for Gifford, but now you're the, you're, you're going to be one of the guys that are asked to, to fill some monster shoes. Thirdly, the passing attack. We talked about the run game. We talked about the offensive line. But how's the passing game look? Is it sputtery? Is it complex? Is it somewhere in between? And who the hell do you see throwing the football? Well, you're going to see limited action with Casey Thompson. You'll see him, you hope. But then, all he right. He will be present. Yeah, what, what type of 
growth as Smothers made in this offense. And then also a Harburg, question mark, right? I mean, he's really a talented dude. Where has he continued to progress, and how does he look in this offense uh, when you kind of take what Pitt did and you, you slap in the Nebraska product? So those are some some question marks and uh, reason to go. But it's also reason to get together with buddies, throw a beer down at the single barrel, and then go, uh, go hang out, go uh, enjoy Lincoln as uh, – Another game day opportunity. Numbers to get in, 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. Other news of the day, uh, Fred Hoiberg. Before we get to Fred and his new hire, pretty entertaining and uh, good championship game last night. Haven't seen one like that really ever where KU jumps out throwing punches, Carolina responds with an 18-3 run. You're down 15 and a half. KU comes storming out, shifts things into, as only Kansas can do, seventh gear. Our old friend Deb the Spa Lady still partying. She's been a longtime Jayhawk fan since the Danny Manning era. And it was cool to see Self do his thing. I really like Hubert Davis. I like the kids he has. Uh, We always kind of thought Roy Williams was fake. That was confirmed by our old buddy Tom Penders yesterday. And I I counted three Roy Williams crowd shots with that sweater on. So good championship game. Heartbreak for Carolina and uh, tough, tough day for love. Right. He has been either a volume score or at least against Duke was an efficient score. But what, four for 18 last night and took a really tough shot from somewhere between half court and the three-point line to try and tie it. Uh, just because you've made some of those before, you better make it if you're going to go hero ball. Well, and you knew that Bill Self was going to come into that game with Caleb Love on the scouting report in all caps with multiple highlights on it. Guard this man. And they did a great job of it. And even when they went down uh, 16, I believe it was, going into the locker room, you really, at least for me, never got the feeling that this game was over. You never got in rhythm. Yeah, because Kansas, we've seen them do it before. We saw them absolutely dismantle the U in the Elite Eight in that second half. And it's it's a blue blood pl- program, not that Carolina isn't, but just Bill Self does what Bill Self does. He had the pieces, and they were finally able to get going on offense, and it also helps when Remy Martin just decides, hey, I'm not going to miss a shot here for the last 17 or so minutes of this game. That's when your sixth guy comes in and goes for 14 and is, what, four for five from three? And not to mention he was a Jayhawk killer at Arizona State, too, so finally on the right side of history out there in Lawrence. Well, think about about Remy and and Verge together. I mean, that's what what Hurley had. It's weird to think about. (laughs) Just a bit. Well, and, and Remy played pretty good defense. Let's hear from Nebraska's new assistant, Adam Howard, let's sneak him in uh, from South Alabama. We'll get Andy Markowski's take in less than an hour. Mitch Sherman in 10 minutes. Rick Kaczynski to end uh, hour two. But here is uh, Nebraska's newest assistant. Yeah, you know, Nebraska, I think, speaks for itself. The Big Ten, you know, the opportunity. You know, first off, let me, let me say that, you know, my family and I were really, really comfortable in South Alabama. Richie Riley, who I worked for for the past four years, is one of my best friends, unbelievable coach, unbelievable person, was treated my family uh, as good as, you know, I've, I've been around. Uh, so we were comfortable, and it was going to be hard for me to leave. Um, but just Nebraska, the Big Ten, obviously you see they get nine teams in the NCAA tournament. You're coming from a place in a, 
in a, a mid-major level where it's a one-bid league and, you know, you got 14 teams in the Sun Belt, it's hard. You know, every night it's tough. So uh, the opportunity to be at a place like Nebraska where you have a national brand, an unbelievable fan base, and then to work alongside someone like Fred Hoiberg was just – it was an opportunity, you know, I was, I've been hoping for, looking for, and, and excited about. Well, good for him. He got uh, bumped up from, you know, mid-major Sunbelt to, to now in the Big Ten. And we'll hear from Fred here in about 25 minutes. But, you know, what was got, what had to be on Fred's radar? A, a recruiter, B, a developer, and C, a defensive-minded guy. And he got all three that's done pretty good work at development at a lower level. Can that lower level ability – Coaching is coaching, and if you're good at it, if you connect with players, if you have a good eye for talent, it it travels, just like this defense hopefully will if you're a Nebraska basketball fan with the matchup zone aspect of it. We'll check in with Mitch Sherman next on Hale Varsity. Hello, listener. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price of $29.99. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And we're back. Fellas, you think we could listen to the radio? On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Thanks for spending time. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. We say hello to Mitch Sherman from the Athletic at Mitch Sherman. On Twitter, he'll be hunkered down, ready for all things Nebraska football Saturday, spring game, great coverage all spring uh, season long, and also he'll have his Royals head on on Thursday. Mitch, what do you know? How you doing? I'm doing well. Ready for some Major League Baseball. Um, doesn't feel like baseball weather quite, uh, I don't know, that wind is coming in, so we'll uh, we'll see if that's going to impact things uh in Kansas City on Thursday. Yeah, it may impact uh, the number of blankets I wrap around me here in about an hour and a half uh, for for junior with uh, with freshman baseball. You know, I love it. I love it. Get out there. I'll be I'll be uh, a little younger, but uh, I'll be in your shoes tomorrow. Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. The the greatness of springtime in Nebraska is uh, baseball dads. I love it. When we look at Saturday, Mitch, what are you? Uh, interested in excited about as far as this spring game and, and what do you think the attendance looks like well you know i'm excited to see some of these uh newcomers that we got to talk to yesterday after practice for the first time that was uh entertaining to hear from trey palmer and tommy hill deshaun singleton anthony grant you know already casey thompson chubba purdy have been up and and done interviews so um, you know, the more of those guys you hear from, I think you get a sense of uh, some of the swag that they bring, especially yesterday um, chatting with, with Trey Palmer. He has a, he has a presence, um, no doubt, about him. You know, I, I think being a guy who came from LSU and, and has that connection to Mickey Joseph. Um, so in some sense, you know, he's got a little bit of an edge on the other receivers in the program, you know, e- even though they've been at Nebraska longer because 
um, because Trey, um, you know, has an understanding of, of what he's going to get from his position coach, and they're all working with a new quarterback or at least um, uh, some new quarterbacks among, among this group. Um, I'm excited to see those guys. Um, you know, we're not going to see the Nebraska offense. We're not going to see the Mark Whipple offense uh, on display for, for uh, all to dissect on Saturday. Uh, it's, it's probably going to be more just uh, backyard football, um, have some fun, don't get injured, don't tackle the quarterbacks, whatever you do, um, and, and, and get out of this thing with a good vibe coming, coming out of the spring. I, the, the crowd um, – Hey, if there's a big walk-up crowd, they might get up in the up close to sixty thousand. Um, that'll probably have a little something to do with the weather. Maybe a little something to do with uh, um, an announcement by the end of this week on what the format of the game is going to be. Um, you know, I don't so much mind if uh, if it's offense versus defense. I know Scott Frost would like to like to see a, a traditional game, and, and I suppose everything else being equal, you know, I'd rather watch real football. But I go into this thing with the understanding that no matter what we get. It's not going to be like real football in the fall. It's it's a spring game, um, especially a spring game with a with a coaching staff that's turned over uh, more than half of its pieces and uh, a, a a conference game to open the season in August. Um, not going to be a whole lot out there for for Northwestern to look at. So um, you know, lower the expectations on learning secrets about Nebraska football, and I think you'll be all right. Mitch Sherman is with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, and Mitch. When it comes to attendance during the spring game, and you just mentioned it, it's been a big topic of discussion. Right now, I believe about 46,000 tickets have been sold, but we've seen 80,000-plus in years past. So to you personally, does it really matter that much how many people go? Because at the end of the day, it's about winning on the football field and not the scrimmage. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. Um, I think it matters to to the coaches and and some of the kids who are coming in um, as recruits. It's a big weekend for recruits. Um, they can they can host uh, uh, guys from the transfer portal on official visits, so that they'll be in for forty eight hours. And you know they'll definitely get a, a sense of the atmosphere. And the more people that Nebraska is able to put into the stands for a spring game, um, that's something that makes an impact on on those players. Now with your transfers, um, I think they tend to look at things a little bit differently than a high school kid who's wowed by a big crowd. So maybe with those official visitors, um, there's not, not as much of an impact of a big crowd, but I do think it makes a difference. And, you know, in, at Nebraska, um, as it is everywhere in the country, um, or just about everywhere in the country. I think there were a couple of teams that got spring games in in 2020, but for the most part, this is the first time that you've been able to mix a spring game with recruiting um, and it certainly is at Nebraska since go- going back to 2019. So um, you you, uh, you you know you put that you put that out in, in play, um, and and yeah, the crowd is important. Um, and it's not going to be um, 90,000 or 85,000. I think they had 85 and 86,000 in, in 2018 and, and 2019. And, and look, Nebraska football is just in a different place right now. Um, it's there's not the same amount of enthusiasm and excitement. Um, about this program because they've had five consecutive losing seasons. <laughs> that's, that's just the reality of it. So they need to win. Um, you're right in asking that question. I get, and, and you can only win in the fall. They're not going to win. Uh, you know, they can, they can one of the teams or the offense or the defense might win, will win Saturday, but that's not uh, the type of wins that Nebraska fans are looking for at this point. They want uh, wins in August and September and, 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 and uh, on down the line. 
Mitch Sherman's with us from The Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Mitch, uh, on the recruiting front, you have O'Shawn Mathis making his visit. Yeah. He is uh, the, the top transfer guy uh, proven in uh, Power 5 with getting after the quarterback. How do you feel going into this with Nebraska's chances? Put your recruiting hat on for a minute. Well, that's your portal hat. The portal hat, sure. Well, <laughs> you know, is like one of the a, same. <laughs> like a different variation of the same hat. And, and you know, and, and getting to hear from Vince Ginta, Nebraska's uh, new new uh, player uh, personnel director, yesterday a little bit. Um, you know, they are approaching the portal as a part of recruiting. I think there are some schools that separate it a, a bit and have maybe a director of. of uh, portal traffic and a director of recruiting and, and with Nebraska, it, it seems to be all under one uh, umbrella. So yeah, Mathis is a recruit what, what, one, one in, in one shape or form. And you know, the big, I, maybe, maybe the biggest difference with somebody like that, who's coming from another college is, is what kind of an impact is his potential NIL um, hall going to have in his decision. Um, that is a factor with high school recruits too. Um, especially if you're in that four to five star category um, with a number of, or I would say a a large percentage of the transfers, I I think it's a factor. And especially with a guy like him, our our Max Olson at the athletic has Mathis as the number one rated transfer um, available. Mitch, we got you still. Let's get him back on, please. So, where we left off, O'Shawn Mathis, the number one rated portal dude in college football. Maybe you've heard that. Maybe you read it from from Max. But key opportunity for Nebraska on Saturday. And I like the the fact what Mitch said is how Nebraska's going about this uh, when it comes to, to the portal as part of recruitment, let's get Mitch back on. Mitch, you cut out, kind yeah, of quoting I, uh, Olson with yeah. uh, with Mathis. Go ahead, bud. Yeah, he's that's that's uh, Max's number one guy, and and he he does a great job covering the transfer portal um, in the off season, and he has Mathis ranked as the number one, uh, the best available transfer out there. So there's going to be stiff competition for him, both from a, a football point of view, and, and then you know in what he can earn off the field. To the Royals we go, keeping with the prospect theme. Bobby Witt Jr. going to be on the opening day roster. He's going to be at the hot corner. What do you expect from from Witt this first season? And overall, can I get about a couple of minutes of, of Royals preview from Mitch? Are they knocking on any playoff door with their roster and some of their pitching? Or is it going to be a, a round 500 season? What do you foresee for your fighting Royals? Well, I mean, it's two days before opening day, so I'm thinking like 95 wins. I mean, that's like the only way to go, right? I mean, yeah, you can't go into the season thinking you're going to be a 500 team. That's that's. Uh, Mitch says, that's "Give no me 101. Give me 101." Right. I mean, talk to me at the end of April and see how optimistic I am. It's not usually great, but with uh, with this this team, but uh, yeah, I can't wait to see Bobby Witt. I, I watched him plenty in. The minor leagues, uh, it was a treat to get to see him in person several times at Warner Park last year. And, you know, a part of me 
uh, wishes that we had another month um, of him down here in uh, in AAA. But um, no, I want him to help the Royals. If uh, if if he can contribute, then he should be up in the big leagues. And he's a he's a, a you know it's easy to see just a, a ridiculous talent um, with his speed and his power and his defense. Uh, everything is there. So I mean, this is like. Uh, I, mean, I don't know that the Royals have had a prospect like this, to be honest. I mean, George Brett wasn't this kind of a prospect when 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 he came up from from Omaha in the 1970s. Obviously, he turned out to be better than what um, you know you can expect anyone to be as a, as a Hall of Famer. Uh, but uh, you know, Alex Gordon was not this kind of a prospect when when he came uh, from Double A Wichita up to Nebraska and to the, up to uh, Kansas City in uh, in 2007. So uh, that's exciting. Um, having Zach Granke back is exciting. Uh, we'll see if they can put enough pitching together to be a contender. And uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely uh, err on the side of being optimistic at this point. How about Bob Bowlesby stepping away as Big Twelve Commish? What's what what's his uh, uh, legacy in your opinion? We kept the league together. Um, <laughs> Kept it, kept it, kept the wheel spinning when they certainly could have fallen apart multiple times. Um, so that's good. And you know, Bob Bowlesby, the former Iowa athletic director, um, you know, he's got he's got his his um, footprints all over um, the sport at, at various places. And you know, he was uh, um, a key guy as the as the chairman of that football oversight committee when a lot of change was coming down the pike in this sport, you know, the kind of stuff that we see now with the, with the um, transferring without penalty, um, you know, he was at the forefront of making recommendations that led to some of that stuff. So um, whether, you know, for better or worse, um, you know, if you're, if you're a Nebraska fan, um, you know, depending on how you might feel about the big 12, I suppose that can shape things, but he was an influential, has been, has long been an influential figure um, in, in college football. Mitch, uh, stay warm, cheer hard, and uh, we'll get caught up next week. Thanks for a few minutes today. Okay, thanks, Chris. Take care. All right, there he is, Mitch Sherman, with us from the Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter, and Mitch going to have the uh, the eye black on for Thursday for the Royals opener. Should be good to watch and follow KC this year. More thoughts on Husker Hoops. Uh, We'll hear from Coach Hoiberg next to Tail Varsity. Hello, listener. This is Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor of Hail Varsity, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hail Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price of $29.99. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Good stuff from Mitch Sherman. That'll be posted on uh, the ESPN Lincoln On Demand section, ESPNLincoln.com. So download that podcast or just get the whole bleeping thing. Hail Varsity Radio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Give us a rating. Subscribe to us. It's free. 
and uh, tell us what you think. Good, bad, or ugly. We'll take all feedback. And I don't, I don't know. Uh, speaking of ugly, do you think Saturday's ugly at all uh, when it comes to to what you see with Nebraska football? I mean, it could be a little disjointed. Maybe it's streamlined if they just go offense versus defense. You can't breathe on the quarterback. Would be kind of funny if someone looks at the quarterback or bumps into the quarterback wrong, uh, running stadium stairs through the crowd. Would be kind of funny unless you're the dude having to run stadium stairs. Numbers to get in four six six three seven seven six four six six three seven seven six eight hundred eight two five five eight six five. Email Chris at HaleVarsity dot com and can find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio. For Connor Clark, it's at C underscore Clark underscore 27. So how many opening days have you made it to for the, the Cubs, Connor, in your time? Do you get Was that part of the, the family deal? Did you go see the Cubs? I went one time in May with a buddy uh, during the Mark Grace era, and we froze. It was so, so cold in May. I'm a wuss then. I'm a wuss now. But uh, did you get out to opening day? Is that part of your... Uh, your tradition? I've never been to opening day, and for that very reason, I'm kind of glad I've never been to opening day just because of how cold it can be. Uh, the thing that I usually do, and it's with my dad, we usually go on Father's Day whenever they're in oh, town. Oh, awesome. So that one's pretty – we went to uh, the Father's Day game the year they won the whole thing back in 2016, mm. and I remember vividly because it was Sunday night baseball, it was against the Pirates – Kyle Hendricks threw an absolute gem, and Wilson Contreras hit his first career home run on his first career pitch he ever faced in the majors. You know the rest. That season is history, but that that's one of the most memorable baseball games I've been to. Even though it was a 10-4 to 4 final, it was still a whole lot of fun. And I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of those Father's Day games because usually, especially if your team is good, there's a lot of national media covering it as well, which makes it that much more exciting. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool to uh... – to be there with your dad and, and be a part of Father's Day. Let's uh, get caught up more from uh, Nebraska basketball. Andy Markowski in 20 minutes, his take on things. But let's hear from Fred Hoiberg here. And, you know, what stuck out for Fred about Adam Howard? We'll get Markowski's take on the addition for Nebraska, but here's uh, the mayor. First of all, I'm extremely excited uh, today to announce Adam Howard as our new assistant coach, uh, zone defense. Uh, that he really helped orchestrate. Uh, you know, think think the world of him. Thought he was terrific uh, when he presented to our staff. Uh, very well rounded. Uh, you know, some of the things as I've gotten to know Adam uh, over the last couple of years. Um, you know, this past year, my only game that I was able to go see my son Jack play down at Texas Arlington was when they played South Alabama. So I was able to reconnect uh, with Adam down there, uh, you know, had great conversation with him and always kind of had in the back of my mind, if I had a staff position open up, uh, that he would be a guy that would be at the top of the list. So he's a guy that was on Fred's radar more from the mayor here, specifically what, well, what Howard will bring the Nebraska basketball. You know, as far as what Adam can bring to our program, uh, you know, first and foremost, uh, he's really good on the defensive end uh, of the floor, and he has a very unique approach uh, to looking at it with different defenses. And I'm really excited to get to know and learn uh, more about those in the coming months as we head into our season uh, next year. Uh, you know, one other area uh, you know that I've gotten to know with Adam is he's very well connected around the country, 
and uh, he, he's in the short time <clears throat> that we've had him on our staff, uh, the different people that he has talked to me about as far as bringing in uh, both potential freshman uh, recruits uh, next season and also players uh, as they continue to go into the transfer portal. So I'm really impressed with Adam's connections, and I think he's going to be able to get some very high-level players in front of us, hopefully on campus, into our building where we can talk to him about our program. Uh, the other area which we saw this morning, uh, right now as far as what we're doing with our players, it's all about individual fundamental skill development. And uh, basically each coach is taking one guy right now and just working on different fundamental aspects of the game. And I couldn't have been more impressed with what I saw out of Adam uh, this morning, really with his first day uh, with working with our guys. Uh, I know he's going to build great relationships with our players, which is so important in today's game as far as getting to know your guys. Uh, you know, making them feel comfortable and hopefully making them feel confident. Uh, you know, as far as where we ended our season, uh, you know, hopefully with the way we ended, we created some momentum uh, coming into next year, uh, especially with the offensive system, the way we played. I believe it was eight of our last 10 halves. We were over 50%, and we were one of the more efficient teams uh, as we ended up the season as far as the offensive end of the ball. Obviously, we have a lot of room to grow on that other end, and that's one of the reasons I'm most excited about Adam. Uh, bringing him on board is to really help us get a system where we can be more consistent on that end. Well, teams not only would equal but exceed their season highs beyond the arc. Nebraska got annihilated. They played any defense at all. They boxed out uh, just a little bit better or a lot better for an extended period of time. You, You would have probably had more results like you did against Wisconsin, like you had against Ohio State, right? I mean, Nebraska had it in them to hang around with the Illinois uh, teams of the world. Now, the Big Ten didn't didn't wow anybody in the NCAA tournament. Point is, is you, you still got nine in. Do we have time for the Greasel cut? All right. Uh, Fred did touch on Sam Greasel transferring in from North Dakota State. The pride of Lincoln East is... Here to ball at PBA. Let me hit on Sam Greasel uh, real quickly. Could not be more excited uh, to have Sam in our program, uh, you know, to get a guy that can come in here and play really all over the floor. Uh, you know, what attracted me is the positional size at the point guard position at 6'6". Uh, we played him a couple years ago, and I just love the kid with, with everything that he was all about. Uh, can go out and, and get triple-double, you know, and I think he'll fit very well within the system. You know, as far as uh, getting guys involved, he's tough. And more than anything, I think he's, uh, you know, a culture guy that can really help us get on the right path. So, you know, really excited about Sam's future uh, with us. And, you know, he, he cares obviously very deeply for this program, being a local kid and, you know, somebody that wants to see success and, you know, hopefully be something, be a part of something, you know, to take this place to where it's never been before. I think that'd be pretty special for, for a local kid like Sam. Well, he was awesome to cover and watch at East and did really nice things at North Dakota State. Now Nebraska gets a a season with him, and and you got to have that. Nebraska's recruited high-level athletes since Fred got here, since before Fred got here. And it's not always been a a fit on or off court, just to, to be blunt with you, with some of the guys they've brought in. Now, individually, I mean, you saw Teddy Buckets do his thing and get a first-round win in the NCAA tournament going for 37. Did he fit with the rest of his teammates? Did the rest of his teammates fit with him? 
maybe not so much, right? You just never can tell. But he uh, was scoring 41 minute and then gone the next. So you got to get a guy that is a, a team guy but has the ability to, to be the guy. And that's a mesh point that's easier said than done in college basketball and at a program that's scuffled. We'll wind down Hour 1. It's Hale Varsity. We're presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Well, good stuff from Tiger Woods. As of now, he's planning to give it a go at Augusta for the Masters, and that'll be pretty awesome. So with uh, Tiger, this was yesterday, but from a ball speed standpoint, the low 170s, uh, when he cranks it up around 176, short game looked good. His drawing on chips and his cutting chips were good. And uh, he tends to pull it a little bit when his body gets a little bit slow. So that is, that's awesome. And, and maybe some of you just don't get into watching golf. It's pretty awesome on HD <laughs> since, since we've all upgraded, right, with the old man cave. It's better to go play golf unless you're me. But in all reality, uh, watching him Sunday, hopefully making it to Sunday and, you know, Saturday, Sunday uh, will be great. The fact that he's just out there, though, uh, makes it pretty special. Masters weekend is just incredible to to see. And uh, he is a headliner you want to see go perform. And he just wants to to make the cut. I don't think he has any intent. I mean, as competitive as he is, there's also a very high dose of realism with him. And I think he's kind of shifted from let's go annihilate everybody to after what I went through last February, I'm damn happy to be out there. So that's, I think that's the tiger mentality you're dealing with. Reminder to get buckled up game preparation and repetition predict success and winning Drivers and vehicle passengers who always use their seatbelts will increase their survival chances if a crash should happen. Remember to buckle up. Always a message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Your Cubs do what this year? That's a great question because I feel like they could do a lot of things. I don't think that winning a significant amount of games is within the realm of a lot of things, but I'm excited. Uh, I mean, it's a new season. You, we have Stroman in the lineup now. I'm excited to see what Kyle Hendricks can continue to do. He's had a pretty successful career so far. Um, you got guys like you got Horner, you have Contreras. I mean, what are these guys going to do on the offensive end? So, I mean, it's a very different Cubs than what you've been used mm-hmm. to seeing the past five, six years, especially last year with all the, the trades that went down. So it's going to be a very, very new site at Wrigley, but that doesn't, necessarily mean it's a bad thing so i'm looking forward to watching the cubs this year you've got two baseball teams that are loaded with some lineage that are toronto's the favorite to go win the world series uh they are explosive they can mash same with san diego san diego is one of those young teams you're wanting to and waiting for to to pop do they have enough pitching to go with their offense do they stay healthy that's the question. The Royals, I mean, their lineup looks a lot of fun. Grinky is back. Uh, so there's that. I'm wondering what the Yanks do. I know that's what Junior and Mama are wondering 
Uh, can New York put a run together and, and avoid disappointment? Do the Dodgers stay dominant? San Francisco's been good. No, it should be pretty fascinating. And I, I hope the uh, frustration and irritations worn off from the stalemate. Does Oakland surprise again? They always find ways to, oh, yeah, they are 15 cents on the dollar, yet they're in contention. Let's pack the Coliseum out there in Oakland. Come on. Jeez, good luck. Let's go. It's got to be dollar beer night for that to happen. Uh, We'll check in with Eddie Markowski. Thoughts on Kansas, Carolina. Thoughts on Nebraska, their new hire. It's Hale Varsity, Rick Kaczynski next hour as well. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity, and I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's Hale Varsity. Dot com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. Welcome to Hail Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hail Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back with you, Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery, Chris Schmidt, Connor Clark. And we welcome in the pride of Ord, assistant with Pius Girls Basketball, standout with Nebraska Basketball, Wind Dancing with the Big Red, uh, Andy Markowski with us, at Markowski Andy. On Twitter is where you find him. Andy, did you shed a tear last night, bud? Basketball season's over, at least at the college level. Yeah, it's just uh, go for a month straight of constant games, right? And then all of a sudden, boom, it just hits you. And you know, luckily for me, I'm a I'm a big golf fan, so you know having that Masters sit there, uh, you know, this week will, will at least uh, give me something to do through this weekend. Andy, I, I know you got a lot of red in your closet, bud. But are you going to break some out on Sunday? Um, which Sunday is? Uh, oh, yeah, Tiger. Sorry. Yes. Chris one past me there uh, yeah how exciting is that right I mean, tiger uh, and i are the same age so you know i i've been with him uh since he was a 15 year old showing up in sports illustrated you know you just kind of followed his career so you know it was super exciting for golf and uh you know i know he's had a little bit of trouble off off of the uh off the course but still a, a great competitor and i'll be anxious as everybody is to see uh you know, if he can make the cut and be competitive this weekend. Yeah, it'll be a good Masters weekend. Basketball last night. We'll start there before we get to some big red business. So what do you think of the championship game? Who are you polling for? And overall, give me a a, a, a grade on the tournament. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was a good championship game. I mean, first half. Uh, you know, Kansas doesn't play well. North uh, North Carolina did, and and then um, you know, really Kansas's uh, athleticism and, and ability to make plays from the guard spot, you know, I thought really took over. Uh, you know, in the second half, but yeah, you know, I thought it ended up being a, a competitive uh, back and forth game. I thought the tournament was 
you know, I thought it was okay. I, I, I felt like if you were to play it uh, uh, over again, um, you know, a lot of the really, really good, talented teams, you know, found a way to lose. And, you know, even look at Kansas's path, right? You, you play, uh, you know, three Big East teams. Um, you know, I thought Villanova was a good team, but but not a, a great team. That was really the highest seeded team that they had to play and beat. So, you know, I thought their path was was manageable, but you give them credit, right? You have to win six in a row, and um, you know they they did that. But I, you know, I thought the tournament was exciting. I thought there was you know a lot of surprises, a lot of upsets. You know, disappointed the Big Ten didn't didn't perform um, better. Um, but you know, every year, um, you know, you think you have it predicted, or you feel like you're you're on top of a couple teams that are playing well, and it just never never goes as predicted. That's for sure. What about Carolina? Uh, are you a Carolina fan? Do you tolerate him? Are you um, surprised Hubert did what he did? Yeah, I, I, you know, it's, it's a weird tournament. As I said, I, I, I follow it enough to know that, you know, it takes two or three pros to, to kind of get to the level that, that Kansas and North Carolina did to get to the finals. And I, I don't know if you look at either of those rosters and you find – you know, teams, you know, I think there's a lot of talent and, and there's probably a couple pros on each roster, but for North Carolina to, you know, to, to not play well, um, you know, through the course of, of, of parts of the season. And then, and then, you know, obviously a big win against Duke late in the year um, and not be very deep. You know, I didn't, don't think their guards are, are, are great shooters or their shot makers. Um, you know, you take a transfer, uh, and kind of plug them into your lineup. You know, it's a pretty unconventional path, but I'm, I'm more of a, a, a Tar Heel than I am a, a Dookie. So, so to, to see uh, to see North Carolina have success was, was kind of fun to follow. And, you know, I don't know who, uh, Hubert that well. Um, you know, he dates me and plays in the ACC. But, you know, for a, for a rookie head coach that was in the, uh, the, the, the media biz before he took that job, you have to give him a lot of credit. He pushed a lot of the right buttons for that group. Andy Markowski is with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Andy, going to shift gears to Nebraska. What do you know about Adam Howard, about South Alabama? What do you uh, make of the hire here as uh, Nebraska had their announcement today? Yeah, I, I did not uh, know of Adam, and you know, certainly he spent a lot of time in the, in the southeast uh, part of the country, kind of got into coaching when, when I was getting out of it. Uh, but, you know, listening to, to what people – say and, and kind of looking at his resume uh, knowing kind of maybe what direction Fred was going a little bit through some some of those conversations um, you know I, I think he fits in a lot of areas I, I felt I felt they needed a well-rounded uh, coach to, to do some on-floor coaching uh, you know I, I think everybody would agree that that Fred uh, does a lot of the offensive side of coaching and, and needed somebody probably to, to help shore up the defensive side the fact that he uh has some experience with the matchup zone that had came up in a couple of my conversations on, you know, maybe trying to find a way to, to, to play differently defensively that to, to give you an advantage in, in the big 10 versus just lining up and, and playing straight man to man defense all the time. And then I think on the floor coaching is so paramount. Um, you know, I, I think that's what kids are, are looking for. Uh, you've got to be able to connect to them and show them that you're able to help them uh, develop uh, personally as a player um, he's got a lot of uh, experience doing that, especially working with the post. So, yeah, I think all those things check boxes of what Coach Hoiberg was looking for and, and, and what he needed. Now, you know, time will tell if, uh, if he's a good fit. You know, lastly, you got to be able to recruit. Uh, I think that's the lifeblood of any program. And, you know, it looks like he has history there of, of uh, 
you know, not only signing JUCO players, but high school kids that have developed into good college players. Andy, I want to go back to, to your time in coaching. I know you worked for Coach Donkich, Dan Donkich, and, you know, what was your philosophy? How did you go about it when you went into a living room, uh, uh, talking to a big and trying to get a kid either from a region near to where you were coaching or bring a kid from a different part of the country? You've lived that life. What's what's it in store? What, what, what's in store for a guy like Howard here making the transition? He, he's excited, man, because he was comfortable. He was doing well, but he's now in a, in a Power 5 league. Yeah, I think it just starts with, with the connection. Um, you know, facilities and, and, and all that are, are, are great, but in the end, um, you know, you have to have a connection with, with the recruit, with the recruit's family, recruit's decision maker, um, to, to get to the point where, where you have some trust where, you know, what you're saying, um, that you have skin in the game, that, that they know that, that, you know, you're not leading down a path. Um, that, that you're going to have their best interests, uh, you know, at heart when, when they spend five years, right? I mean, this is, it used to be a five-year commitment. Now it's a six-month commitment with the transfer portal. But, but I, I think at the end, if, if you have ability to, to connect, um, to be real, to, you know, and you certainly have to sugarcoat some things, right? I mean, it's recruiting and, you know, you're, you're trying to sell them on, you know, how you can help them develop and playing time and what the roster looks like and the success of your – of your program, you know, all those things I, I think are, are, are factors. But in the end, uh, you know, kids and, and parents make decisions based on, on, on who they trust. Um, so, you know, that's where I started. I think most coaches that are successful um, and, and don't have the turnover um, is, you know, you have to have kids that are in it with you, believe in you, uh, are willing to kind of ride it out when things don't go well to, to, to help, you know, as, as a group accomplish things, not just them personally or, or you as a coach, um, you know, how, how can you do it together? So, you know, I think the best recruiters have that. And, you know, I think if you make promises that you can't deliver on is, is why you see so much, you know, turnover that, that you see in, in, in the college uh, game, both men's and women's right now. Andy Markowski is with us on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Andy, after a tough year for Nebraska and Fred Hoiberg, they did finish strong but overall, not the success that the coaching staff was envisioning. How important is it that Fred Hoiberg was able to keep this signing class committed to Nebraska and to his vision? Yeah, very. You know, I, I think uh, if, if you go back to the national title game, if you look at Kansas's roster, just use that as an example, most of those kids were recruited. You know, McCormick was a fourth-year guy, played 10 minutes and then 15 minutes and then 20 minutes. Um, you know, that a Kansas point guard, a Missouri off wing. And, and then you added Remy Martin, uh, in, which was a transfer from Arizona State, which was a really good player, but he was coming in to win. So you weren't, you weren't really building your foundation off of transfers. They built their foundation off of, of high school kids, regional kids, kids that wanted to be at Kansas, kids that they had relationships with. And then you kind of plug that transfer in. So if you look at where, where maybe – coach Hoiberg has went wrong is they've built their foundation off of transfers and I feel like that has been hard and, and I think you have to have a good nucleus of, of high school kids that you know kind of make that two-year commitment to you right they're, they're, they're committing to you as a junior they're, they're writing that you're out they're playing as seniors and they're coming into your into your school that's already a two-year 
uh, relationship that you've built with them, which uh, I think allows you to, to, to uh, you know, maybe have a down period where, where there's still that trust in that relationship. So uh, I think it was very important. These are kids that they've recruited. Um, you know, they weren't transfers. They've been committed for a while. And the fact that they were able to kind of, you know, re-commit re, uh, to that pledge of, of being a Husker and playing for, for the name on the front versus the name on the back, you know, now you mix in a couple transfers, you know, like a Gazelle, uh, or excuse me, with a uh, – um, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Greasel. Uh, yeah, Greasel. Sorry, uh, Mike Gasell is a, also a, a local kid, but that was that dates me a little bit too. So, um, you know, Sam Greasel that that comes in and 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 now he wants to be here, but yet he's that fourth or fifth year transfer. Um, so I, I think that's important. I think they're building the program uh, the, the better way. Now is it too little, too late? And 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 time will tell how how uh, competitive they can be a, uh, a year from now. But keeping Walker, I think, is, is probably the, the best recruit they could sign because their their front court depth isn't great. So knowing that you can uh, play Walker, which was a 30-minute guy at your five, and, and, and you know he could do uh, good things for you offensive and defensively is, is probably the best thing he's done so far this offseason. Andy, want to get into X's and O's for two seconds. You mentioned uh, what? Howard is is good at and the expertise as far as the the zone the matchup zone apply that for me with who's coming in and what you got and what you may go get right we there's some unknowns but in general winning a different way in the Big Ten you know it sounds pretty optimistic here with Nebraska's length and the ability to to be pretty Oh, roll with the punches this is the best way to say it, even within a, a single possession, rebound better, but also contest better. Nebraska got annihilated from the three-point arc. Um, so this matchup zone, uh, give me a take here on how it could affect, make it, you know, make it a positive effect for Nebraska in the Big Ten. Well, I don't think they're going to abandon, you know, and go to Bayheim and, and, and play zone literally the, the whole game. I mean, time, time will tell. But what, what, what the ability to, to zone does is, you know, it, it protects you from maybe foul trouble a little bit, right? Where, or maybe you have pieces that you're not, you're not as deep as other teams. Um, it, it allows you to maybe steal some possessions where, um, you know, you, you, you mix from man to zone, you, you become a little bit more creative there. And it also makes teams uh, on a short uh, recovery time where, you know, let's just say you play on Monday to Wednesday or Sunday to Tuesday, and, and teams got to make a, a, a quick turnaround. You know, it, it gives them one more thing to prepare for, and, and maybe you find, you know, six, seven, eight possessions in a row that they struggle, and they're taking perimeter jump shots, or you're able to contest and rebound. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, if your pieces aren't as good, and, you know, we're not, right? We're not as talented as the top three or four in the league. I, I think you have to do some some creative things to, to try to close that, that gap down a little bit. Um, and, you know, I think zone is something that, that you can implement to do that. Uh, but in the end, you know, you've got to be able to line up and, and defend and, and, you know, be physical and do the things that, that you're going to have to do to win in the Big Ten. But, um, I, you know, I like Fred's thinking, and, and, you know, if you don't know zone or, or you know, maybe uh, you played it a little bit in college, you know, certainly Fred's NBA time, they weren't playing a lot of zone. They're, you know, they're playing a little bit more. You, you kind of got to go out and find an expert in that space, right? They, they know how teams attack it or, or, or different things that maybe are weak to it. Um, so to have that expert that, that maybe has five, six, seven, ten years of experience running a, a type of defense, you know, I, I think allows you to be more confident to stay in it when maybe it's not going well. So, 
you know, I, I think Fred was looking for that. I, I think they felt they needed to be more, more multiple on the defensive side. And, you know, it, it sounds like, um, you know, he found his guy that, that, that uh, if you look at the defensive uh, uh, percentages of, of what teams at South Alabama shot um, and what they were able to do in his, is his window there as associate head coach. I, I think, uh, you know, different leagues, different talent, but, but in the end, um, you know, I think Fred needed to try something a little different, and I, I think he's doing that. Andy Markowski with a standout Husker assistant over at Pius for the uh, for the girls and the proud papa uh, uh, when it comes to uh, Husker athletes. Andy, this was fun to talk hoops with you, bud. We'll get in touch soon. We may have to go swing the clubs and for sure grab a cold one, buddy. Thank you for a few minutes with us today. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Smitty. Take care. There he is, Andy Markowski with us. The pride of Ord, and uh, with us here at Hale Varsity. So good insight there uh, when it comes to, to recruiting, when it comes to the defense, and just what what area code you live in as Nebraska. And Fred going out and getting a guy that, all right, his specialty is defense, his zone, and uh, you win with playing defense. You win with, and that's what was so great about Kansas last night. They're Defense was outstanding in the second half to go along with what they did in transition offensively, and they turned that defense into offense. We'll uh, jump in, get some more thoughts on spring football. How does uh, Nebraska kind of lay out the plan for uh, an O'Shawn Mathis, that coveted pass rusher from TCU, Uh, Rick Kaczynski? Going to join us. It's a Tuesday. It's Hale Varsity. We're presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor of Hale Varsity. And I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to hailvarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hail Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Time for a Tuesday with Kaz. Longtime coach at Nebraska and Iowa. Also, uh, great career at Notre Dame. Rick Kaczynski with us. Kaz, what are you doing? <laughs> Just at work, boss. You know, working stiff. You uh, you work from home or you work at the office? Uh, no, man. This is a real world, buddy. I can't work from a bar. Can't work from home. <laughs> So, wish I had the life of Schmidt Rock, but unfortunately, I'm I'm in the real world, boss. Wife so, and kid were both. I actually at, have to were, go to an office. Well, I have to interact with humans on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, so do so do I, but it's limited, uh, at least face to face. But no, I'm I'm in studio today, Kaz. Just want you to know that, bud. Someday I'll get you in studio yeah. with me. That's they sent a car for you, and you came in. Huh? Oh, come on now. Ain't... Shit up, huh? <laughs> no car, no car. But you know who who has peculiar, peculiar, um, I guess, requests is, is Bob Dylan. I had a buddy that covered Bob when he was in Lincoln. This was probably 25, 
20, almost 30 years ago, he did a show in Lincoln and just kind of his his wish list of maybe just green M&Ms and Jack Daniels. I don't I don't know the full list, but my my, my question here what is... What else you need? Right? What else you need? <laughs> green ones are for home runs and the, the Jack is for Jack. So, hey, how was the show? Because we, we ended our conversation and... You'd said something after the interview about going and seeing Bob Dylan. What was what was that like? It was horrendous. It was. I stayed fifty four minutes and should have left fifty two minutes earlier. It was one of those I was trying to talk myself into it. Into it was it was good, uh-huh. and I finally I just turned to my wife. It was the show didn't start till nine o'clock. Okay, it's a weeknight. She works night. She worked Sunday Monday, so. Uh, Working at the hospital, so she didn't have much time. And we looked at each other about five, five to ten, and said, "Let's get the hell out of here." Well, it was dark. It's in a cool place, a little mm-hmm. amphitheater, or I'm sorry, a uh, little a township hall, mm-hmm. and uh, and it, it's kind of dark in there. But he he sat behind the piano the whole time. I mean, honest to God, I couldn't even see him. I I, I didn't know which if I didn't know his piano playing or, mm-hmm. you know, saw the, uh, saw the, uh, you know, the spotlight at the end of each song go on the piano, you'd never know he was there, but man, uh, I guess I can say, I think I saw him in Pittsburgh back in 2002, much, uh, much better show. I think I saw him with Neil Young, Neil Young and Dylan back in 2002, I believe 2003, but yeah, I think, uh, God bless them, but I think it's it's time to time to hang up the old harp, man. Go enjoy retirement. Well, he just sold his catalog, and he's doing shows. I I've never seen him. I totally respect him. I just haven't uh, checked him out. So, uh, is that probably top three bad shows you've seen? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I can't to be honest with you. I can't. I can't say I've seen many, seen many bad shows. Um, you know, I'd have to go, uh, man, I'd have to go way back. You know, a lot of these shows I, I don't, I don't quite remember. Gotta be honest with you, Schmidt Rock. But, uh, you know, it's one of those, you look at the set list about two days later and say, man, yeah, I don't remember them playing that. <laughs> well, we, we will leave, uh, non-memorable concerts for 500 Alex out of the, uh, the discussion because, <laughs> Uh, the statute's not completely exonerated me from a show of Dave Matthews down in Kansas City. We'll just leave that one be. But uh, <laughs> everyone else I went with talks about it. So <laughs> hey, I understand. A week understand before my that. wedding. A week before my wedding. So the man, wife, what are you gonna do, man? Well, and it's my buddy I go with, the pharmacist, and. Every time we get together and go to a show. Is he a real pharmacist? Is he, that what's your nickname no, for him, huh? He's, he's a real pharmacist, Kaz. Come on now. He has Denver season tickets, so we'll go see a Broncos game from time to time. But every time we go, we're talking almost 20 years later, I still get the evil eye and the talking to. <laughs> Remember what happened last time? Well, yeah, yep. but, but that was 20 years ago. I mean, I was young and immature, and now I'm old and... Yeah, it is what it is. Rick Kaczynski's with us. Kaz got a, a thought for you from uh, the AD of Illinois, Josh Whitman. He was doing an interview last weekend 
and had some ideas on on the transfer portal, specifically a couple of tweaks. Once your reaction one, how about a minimum of two years before you're granted that free transfer? And uh, you know the portal is good for some, not good for all, but there needs to be a revision. How about you give a program two years before you get your free free move? Do you like that idea? I, I really do like that idea. You know, I hadn't heard that. Really, really a little bit out of the loop with uh, college football here this spring. But yeah, I think that's a heck of an idea. Um, they have to do something. There's just absolutely no parameters right now. It's um, hate to keep using the cliche "wild, wild west," mm-hmm. but that's what it is out there. Um, you know, and people are going to take advantage of it um, as long as they can. And you know, the rich keep getting richer. You know, those are the people that benefit from it the most. Um, you know, especially in basketball. I mean, you know, you you really you really notice that it's becoming like the NBA. I mean, heck, you take uh, take that kid from Oklahoma off UNC. They're not they're not in the Final Four. Um, you know, that's for sure. And you know, as a coach, especially if you're at um, a non-power five or you're at a you know perceived um, non-powerhouse. You know, you have to re-recruit your your best players year in year out, and uh, I mean that's a tough thing. That's a tough thing to do. So I I really think too, if you do that, um, you know things change, man. Especially when you're young, um, you know, being on campus. You know, if if you look at my transition from I go back, I can look at my transition. I mean, hey, my freshman year at Notre Dame was great, and then I make two or three position moves. Um, it would have been real easy for me to transfer. But, you know, one, I wouldn't have had a home to go to. Mm-hmm. And then, two, um, you know, there was a stigma on transfers back then. Uh, it was, you know, if you were a transfer, there was something wrong with you. Um, so it was a little bit different time. But I look back on, you know, not only uh, my experience, but I look on, on myself. You know, uh, hell, I could have transferred – very easily you know if i wanted to it would have been easy when things got tough but i stuck it out and ended up being a great experience things changed so much uh i went from fall camp to um went from fall camp from a fullback to tight end to second week of the season um starting at center and started every game for the next three years you know, if I would have if I would have transferred before the season started, that might not have ever happened. I might not have had that experience. Um, but uh, I think that's a heck of a you know to put a to put some time on a kid, especially for these young kids, these freshmen and things, uh, these freshmen that come in, these kids that leave right away. Uh, I think I think that would absolutely, you know, um, benefit not only the the coaches, the schools, but I think the kid the most. I mean, you know, college, it's like dog years, man. You grow a lot in a year. A lot of things change, man. So uh, I think that's a heck of an idea. But they're going to have to do They're going to absolutely have to do something because it's just crazy right now. Rick Kaczynski is with us, Hale Varsity Radio. We were previewing the Carolina and Kansas game last night. Uh, old friend is Tom Penders, and uh, he's been a lot of spots and won a lot of games and went to the NCAA tournament with five different programs kind of really kick-started Texas basketball, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. and he, uh, he he's really close with, with Coach K, so he um, he was really interested in, in how 
this story would would finish and it was you know whacked by your rival a second time and, and within a month but he had some pretty good insight he really uh loves hubert davis but he's not the biggest roy williams guy and and he kind of led into the fact that roy was pretty good at always bumping in to a current star on your team or their parents for an extended period <laughs> on the court, maybe even off the court. In your opinion, yeah. when it comes to poaching, Kaz, are, are there teams that are, are have, have that reputation more than others in, in your experience? Well, you know, Schmitty, I've been really fortunate, you know, as a player and, and coaching and all the guys I've been around. They were, you know, they were class acts when it, when it came to that, they did things right. Um, you know, so it comes down to what you want to be known as. And, and I think too, the players see through that too, mm-hmm. especially, um, you know, especially, especially young guys, you can't, you can't fool, you can't fool them. You know, they know if you're, if you're full of it or if you're, if you're genuine and um, yeah, there's always a few guys here and there that'll, you know, try to poach and, you know, do things, you know, back then all you had to do was worry about, all you had to do was worry about guys recruiting high school guys. You really didn't have to worry about guys contacting, contacting guys that were on your current roster. I mean, that was against, that was against the rules too anyway. Um, But, um, but, you know, it was just, it was just a different, you know, different time that wasn't, wasn't that long ago, but, you know, the places I were that, that I was at, they were easy sells. So I never had to worry about what anybody else had. Um, you know, I never really worried about who anybody else was pay, playing with or what we didn't have. Uh, you know, I always thought, hey, you know, we got everything we need on, on campus. And if there was things we need, we'll go get it next year. So I think that was the, that was the approach that we took with all the places that I had been now, if, if I was coaching during the transfer portal, I'd probably be doing the same thing these guys were doing, but I, but we'd be doing it. We'd be doing it the right way. Mm -hmm. We'd be doing it the absolute right way. So, so, uh, man, you know, there's always guys, there wasn't much poaching going on back then. I, 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 I mean, I confidently say that there was absolutely no coaches that I was aware of Mm -hmm. ever contacting, um, contacting guys that were on on uh, current rosters but also you're in the big 10 man you know it was a classy comp none of that stuff really went on unless i'm just a complete idiot none of that stuff went on um so you know you were kind of uh you're kind of blind to all those all those things but you know you, all you had to worry about is you know a few snakes and recruiting trying to trying to bad mouth you to a kid here and there, but like I always told the kids I recruited, I don't have to say anything. I don't have to say anything negative about anybody else. I got enough to sell at the places that I'm at. And I think, I think most of the kids, you know, they appreciated that. And I think that was a better technique and better strategy than go telling somebody about the other place that's recruiting that what they don't have. 
Like what you hear? High-quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. Rick Kaczynski's with us, Hail Varsity Radio. I'm going to put have you put your salesman hat on. Nebraska's got uh, a lot of visitors this weekend, and uh, one of the, the, the top-rated portal Edge guy is O'Shawn Mathis, kid out of TCU. I don't know. Nebraska's, A, going to get him on campus this weekend, which is huge. And and you know how important it is to, to have a pass rusher and develop a guy that can get in. This guy's a two-time All-Big all big 12 performer already, I think a second and a first team. And, of course, you know, Gary Patterson's now, I think, doing analyst work at Texas. So Texas may have the mm-hmm. inside track to him. I know uh, Coach Applewhite here was from TCU, so there's a connection there, at least a little familiarity. But um, let's let's talk pitch here for this Nebraska defense to, to get a guy that has been proven in, in a Power 5 league, and I know the Big 12 is different than the Big 10, but nonetheless, Nebraska's got a shot at him this weekend. Yeah, I think one, um, you know, what you, know, what, what you can sell, obviously, is, the the opponents that he's going to be playing against, he's going to be playing against the best offensive lineman in the uh, in the country, week in week out. I think he can sell the not only the pageantry of Nebraska, but also the pageantry of of the conference. But uh, the tough part of it is, you know, you don't have to, you can't sell this guy. Hey, you can come in and play right away because no matter where this guy is going to go. He's going to come in and play right away. He's going to be the guy. I think it's going to be, you know, how do you fit in this package? Where do you see that, you know, are you a 3-4 DN? Are you a 4-3? Are you a hybrid type guy? I know that was a big selling point for for a lot of the guys that that I recruited and and coached is, you know, how how he was being coached. Guys know if you're a good coach or not. You know, guys look at resumes and say, okay, this guy put, this guy has all conference players. This guy puts guys in the NFL, so I think it's really important, uh, you know, if you have those to to sell. What what has this staff done with guys like him? Who do you compare this guy to? Who does who was the guy when he comes on campus? Here's a guy I coached. Here's who you remind me of. Hey, Mike Daniels. You know, who you remind me of. Or hey, or, hey, hey, Malik Collins. You know, you remind me of Mike Daniels. This is you. Know, you remind me of Carl Klug. You know, um, you know. Randy, you, you know, you, you, you can do things. Adrian Claiborne was a 290-pound version of you. And, and, and those type of things. So you're, you're selling that. But, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard. you got to have some type of connection. If there's a coaching connection, a coaching style, a coaching scheme, those type of things. But you know, it's, a, it's going to be a really tough sell from what I, what I know about that kid. Um, because it's not – you can't sell the old, hey, man – he can come in and play right away. He's going to play right away. What guy, the reason why he's probably leaving TCU 
one, probably coaching, and yeah. two, guy wants an opportunity to play for a championship. Mm-hmm. You know, can you do that right now? You know, how's he going to be coached at Nebraska? Does he have an opportunity to play for a championship? So I think that when this guy makes a decision, that's what it's going to come down to. Because you don't leave the school that you've been at for a long time to go get your tail kicked in, right? Mm -hmm. You're doing it to make yourself better, uh, you know, to up your stock in the draft. Um, Who the hell doesn't want to play in front of 92,000? Every weekend, you know, you want that. Don't let it, don't let anybody fool you. Even as a coach, you enjoy running out of a tunnel to a full stadium. So don't let anybody tell you anything different, man. Um, so and you you know want to play in the NFL? You want to play in a bunch in front of a lot of people? Uh, you want to improve your stock? You want to improve your game? Um, you want to make yourself more marketable? And and also too, I think playing against the best, you know. And can 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 Nebraska sell all those things in a package? And, and I think they can. Kaz, the other part of this equation too that Nebraska has ample resource, as does Texas, as does many of the other schools we're talking about. But the name, image, likeness—I mean, you can get endorsement deals now uh, without doing anything or having a really pretty impressive background just not having it done here that could be a difference maker for nebraska and uh, they've been on the forefront uh, blake lawrence and, and his company open doors obviously uh, handle that connection with nebraska but more so just the the booster and the fan base they're a key element to this as well yeah that's a good point i'm so i'm so out of it that didn't even cross my mind no, but, and, and, yeah, i think and all usually the places that he's looking at will offer, once again it, you know it could it could become a bidding war yeah. Which I hate it. I hate it. But hey, if my son is in that same position, hey man, especially, I think it's a little bit different also when you're transferring later in your career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I hate it. I hate it. If I was going to change one thing about the rules, mm-hmm. I would not allow kids coming in. I don't think it's fair to the kid. It puts pressure on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's fair to the guys on campus. Um, you know. And I know that's just hey, that's not capitalism. I know it's not going to happen, but that's one thing I'd like to see change that won't. But I think when you're looking at a kid that's been on uh, on his campus for a long time, um, yeah, absolutely. If that's my kid, you go get what you can right now. You can go bust your knee up, you can go hurt your ankle, you can go get two concussions, be knocked out. Hey, get what you can right now to help set you up. That's what college does. And if this is part of college, that's the world we're living in. Take advantage of those opportunities. You know, if he's my kid, that's what I would tell you. Okay, listen, man, you're a great athlete. Okay, what do you want? Write it down. What are the pros? How are you going to get coached? You got an NFL you got a guy who's coached in the NFL as your position coach. Boom, check. You're going to run out in front of 90,000 people. Check. Okay, you're going to play against the best offensive lineman in the country that's going to make you better. Check. Okay. Man, can you play for a championship? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Um, man, name it. How much money can you make right now? How much security can you give yourself and your family right now at 21, 22 years of age? I think, you know, I think those are the checks. Uh, those are the boxes that you got to look to check. But that's what I would tell him. If he's my son right there, you can get what you can get, man. Kaz, we'll wrap. What is the most effective spring game format? I ask that because. Nebraska may end up going with just offense versus defense opposed to a red-wide scrimmage. Uh, what, what do you think is beneficial? 
Hey, Schmidt, let me tell you something. I've been on the sidelines, and I guarantee you've watched more spring games than me. <laughs> right, by the time the spring game comes, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about what village I'm going to uh, on Sunday, and A little break. If, um, you know, yeah. If if the Red Wings are on, okay. uh, and we're going to uh, to the Fox on Ford, that that was that was my thoughts. I got to be honest with you. All the right. spring game for coaches. Don't let them. Don't let anybody BS you. The spring game. Spring ball's over, brother. Spring <laughs> ball's over. Like two days before the spring game plays. All right. I was going to the. Yeah, I had my had people in town. I'd go get my Husker discount, get some get some gear, and then I'd go drink beer for the next thirty six hours. Take a break <laughs> during the game, and then after the game, I'd restart. So. Yeah, don't let anybody <laughs> fool you, bro. Ain't nobody paying attention. Ne- next question. To the spring game. <laughs> Rick Kaczynski. Kaz, this was awesome, man. It was fun to get caught up. I'll let you know if uh, I'm at a bar, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll do an interview that way. <laughs> In a bar? You mean which bar, right? Yeah, which bar. Which bar it is. Kaz, we'll talk soon, brother. Thanks for a few. Hi, partner. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. That was Rick Kaczynski here on a Tuesday with Kaz. We'll wrap up. Hill Varsity on a Tuesday next. You're listening to Hill Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Like what you hear? High quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Winding down a Tuesday on Hail Varsity Radio. Connor Clark here with you, bringing you through the final segment of today. Chris Schmidt outs because he had to go watch some baseball and be a dad in this overcast may or may not be still wet weather luckily I've been out of the weather for the past couple of hours so I haven't had to deal with it too much but hopefully it got a little bit better for his sake and everybody else who's out watching their kids play baseball or softball or any other outdoor spring sport because we all know how that can be uh, especially spring in the Midwest, never too fun. Anyway, MLB opening day on Thursday will finally kick the season off after a short lockout. A couple of games still got forward. You start the year off with a bang. Red Sox, Yankees. Yeah, we're we're not easing into this thing, apparently. You also have Mets, Nats, Mariners, Twins, the local team, if you will, the Royals playing host to the Cleveland Guardians. Technically the first ever game in Guardian franchise history, even though that's technically not true. But for the sake of the storyline, we'll say that. Pirates-Cardinals, an NL Central rivalry as well. You got Cubs-Brewers, that's my team. The Cubs, that is. Would never root for the Brewers, don't don't kid yourself. Uh, you've got Red Braves. 
You've got, you got the Astros and Angels and then the Padres and the Diamondbacks as the nightcap. How excited are you for baseball? Are you excited at all? Uh, are you extremely excited? I know we talked about this earlier. Chris and I did. I don't know how the Cubs are going to be this year. They could be. I, I don't think really good is in the conversation. I think they could be solid. I think they could be lingering around that that 500 mark, that 81 and 81 mark. Well, I guess it'll be a little bit less this year now. And I they there's a part of me that thinks that they could be kind of bad, which I really hope doesn't happen because as a Cub fan, I've been so spoiled of seeing a really good Cubs team for the past 6-7 years now. Now they were granted they were really bad before really 2016, I mean, 2008, they made the playoffs. They get swept out of the first round. The last time they made the playoffs before that was 2003, the infamous Bartman year. Everybody knows about that. So it feels like we're starting to go hit rewind back to 2014 a little bit, which I hope that the Cubs can avoid at all costs. But, hey, if it happens, it happens, and every team kind of goes through that lull. The national championship game was last night. As you all know, Kansas ended up beating North Carolina 72-69, to overcoming the largest deficit or the, the largest halftime comeback ever in the national championship game's history, which was 16 points. They come back and Bill Self gets himself a ring, 72-69 to over the eight-seed North Carolina Tar Heels. It was a phenomenal tournament, one of the better tournaments I can remember. And there were upsets, you had Cinderella stories, you had everything. The college basketball season from start to finish was awesome. And it's a shame that it's got to go, but all all great things must come to an end. We appreciate you listening to us on a Tuesday for Hill Varsity Radio. Chris Schmidt was in. This is Connor Clark speaking to you. We'll be back tomorrow. Elijah Herbal will be back in in my place, and Chris Schmidt will be back bringing you all the Husker action and sports news. This has been Hill Varsity Radio presented by... The Nebraska Lottery. A Huda Media Production.